You're listening to the Maritime Gardening Podcast, brought to you by Vessi Seeds. This is the first recording of the year, and I'm really happy to be doing a whole nother year with you guys. We're all thinking about uh, next year's garden, all our hopes and dreams for that garden. We're also reflecting on last year's garden and all our successes and our failures. <laughs> and I thought it would be apropos of that to do an episode on what I think is the most important thing a gardener needs, uh, which is a rare. Usually people talk about, you know, seven most important things. I'm going to talk about one thing here because I think this is the thing. I could be wrong. I invite your comments. Um, uh, you know, put them at the, uh, in the comment section of this YouTube video or uh, if you're listening to the podcast uh, on the podcast website. Uh, first, before I get started, I want to do a little uh, housekeeping. Uh, once again, for 2024, Vessi Seeds, the show's sponsor, has agreed to do a uh, coupon code for my viewers, free shipping. The coupon code is GAVS24. There's a little plug at the end of the video, just watch that and you'll get that code again. Um, also, if you look, if you're listening to this on YouTube, just check out the description box of the video. And if you're downloading this off of my website, maritimegardening.com, just uh, check out the show notes for this video. Um, either way, you'll see the, um, all the details of that. Uh, the gist of it is that as long as you include a pack of seeds in your order, you'll get uh, free shipping, unless there's some huge thing in the order. That's the gist of it. But check the description box for details. Um, also, I'm still sticking with pumping out an article every week on my Substack page, maritimegardening.substack.com. Um, and, you know, once a week I do an article, uh, once a month I have a recipe, and once a month I do an installment on my book, because I've been working on a book for about a year now, and I figured out the only way I could get it done is if I force myself to regularly, <laughs> you know, do an installment on that book. So once a month, it's the first Tuesday of every month, although this week I was a week late, or this, year, this month I was a week late. Uh, the first Tuesday of every month, I try to either pump out a chapter or a section of a chapter, or a section of a part of a chapter. It really depends. I mean, every chapter is as long as it needs to be. Uh, so there's always something uh, moving that book forward once a month. Um, otherwise, it's just stuff relative, relevant to gardening. And once a month, I do some sort of recipe because a big part of gardening and self-sufficiency in general is knowing how to cook your own stuff. It saves money, it's, you know, all that sort of stuff, right? So, and, you know, if you're going to grow all this stuff in your garden, it's useful to know good ways to, to make it taste good and to provide it to your family. Uh, uh, for those that only listen to the podcast, I have all kinds of videos on YouTube showing the things I'm talking about in the podcast. And for those that only listen or watch me on YouTube, I have a podcast you can download it in audio form, uh, either through my website, maritimegardening.com, where you can download it there, uh, or just through whatever podcast platform you get your stuff. Um, I think I'm on most of them, uh, Maritime Gardening, just search it up. All right, now we get that out of the way, let's talk about what this show's about the most important thing a gardener needs. And I'm not talking about a green thumb. I think I might have done a podcast on that years ago, talking about how it's ridiculous, it's a myth, it doesn't make any sense at all, there's no such thing. Um, although it might seem like there is, <laughs> there isn't. <laughs> um, anyone that can't grow stuff can figure out how to grow stuff if they, uh, if they so wish and uh, put in the time and effort. Um, it's not magic seeds or magic soil amendments or some special thing or some special this or special that. Uh, I mean, you know, that's a great sales pitch, but it just doesn't come down to that. Uh, and it's not having the ideal soil or climate or ecology or growing condition. Although those things help, 
right? I mean, part of the reason I started doing this whole thing, this podcast and YouTube channel, is I moved from one of the best places in the province where I live, Nova Scotia, Canada, one of the best places for growing stuff, to a less than ideal location uh, from a growing point of view. Kind of foggy, kind of cold, kind of <laughs> less than ideal soil and so on. I had to relearn gardening and uh, that, that was what inspired me to start making these videos for all the people that you know are just challenged with that sort of thing in general. I'd always been a successful gardener, but I never had to work with conditions like this, so it, it set me back a bit. And um, I had to learn a lot about gardening to be a successful gardener again before it just fell on my lap. Um, anyway, it's not about that, because you can still be successful if you can figure out a way around it. So I'm <laughs> thinking back on all over all the years I've gardened, gardened, you know, to come up with this one thing. You think back over all the years I've gardened. And also, I mean, I have a regular day job. I work in an office with other people. Everybody knows I've got a big garden and I'm really into gardening. I'm pretty good, reasonably good at it. Um, I think about everything I've ever heard from those people, uh, why they don't think they're any good at it. <laughs> you know, like all the reasons, oh, I just don't have the time, or oh, I don't know how you, you, know, you, you find the time to do all of that, or it's too hard, or you know, oh, my soil's no good, or this, you know, every excuse I've ever heard in my life, right? Um, and to me, if I were to sum it all up, what distinguishes a successful gardener from someone who tries a bit and gives up and that sort of thing, or just can't seem to make it work, or, would, or never even gets started, um, is persistence. And that's what I want to talk about today. All right, so if you've been listening to my podcast enough, uh, you, you know that I'm going to get into some definitions here. I'm going to explain what I mean when I use the word persistence, the particular type of persistence I'm talking about and get into it in detail like that. Because um, some people might think, Jesus, it can't just be about that. But I think everything flows from that, really. Um, so let's get started here. What is persistence? And I'm talking about, I mean, you can think about persistence like just, just being stubborn, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a kind of intelligent persistence, right? Where you, yeah, you stay with something, but you're constantly thinking and rethinking and re-strategizing, okay? So I looked up the definition for persistence and I got two definitions, the quality or state of being persistent and the act of persisting to persist. Uh, that's not a very good definition. <laughs> so what does it mean to persist, to be persistent, right? Uh, this is a good definition. And I, I read a number of definitions and I, I condensed them into a very short definition, which I think sums it all up. It's continuing in a course of action despite its challenges, okay? Which does sound like being stubborn, um, but we're gonna go a little bit more into it as we go along here. Um, so let's think about that definition, continuing in a course of action despite its challenges. What is the course of action, okay? For me, the course of action is to have an awesome garden with as little work and as little cost and as little time as possible, right? That's what I want, right? That's the goal I want, right? And also, I guess, from a secondary point of view, although it helps to achieve that, to learn how to work with, within my growing conditions, right? Learn how to work with my location, its climate, its ecology, that sort of thing. Uh, I can't pretend like I'm somewhere else. I gotta work with what I got, right? You gotta work with what, what you got's what you got. <laughs> what you do with it is a whole nother thing, right? Um, so, you think about gardening, what are the challenges, right? Continuing on a course of action despite its challenges. Uh, well, you've got failure, obstacles, adversity, 
setbacks, right? When I think about all the years I've gardened and everything I hear from people, these, these are your main challenges, right? You, um, one of my main challenges here is I don't have enough sun. I just don't, it, you know, it tends to be foggy in the summer. We have foggy mornings. Uh, so we don't get as much really good sun as we, as we could. I don't have ideal soil here. I have to bring in manure and things like that. I use a lot of mulches and that sort of thing, right? But the soil, the existing soil is less than ideal. Um, I get lots of rain, but sometimes I get too much rain. And of course, there's the odd period of time where I'm not getting enough. Different kinds of pests. I'd never had pest problems, you know, as a, as a gardener previously, I never really had, I mean, I had pests, but never like I had here. Let's put it that way. Right? Uh, any pests I had, whatever damage I was getting pests before I moved to this location, which was 2011, um, I just ignored it. It was just minor, marginal, no big deal. Yes, there was pests. Yes, there was pest damage. There was so little I didn't care. I didn't use anything. Everything worked out great. I thought I was doing something special. I think it just was unique to my location. Um, since moving here, I've got lots of different kinds of pests. <laughs> You know, and if anything, the garden I have now is more organic than it was before. Uh, so, you know, and, and, you know, I became a permaculture gardener and all that sort of stuff. Uh, it's still the case that I have lots of pests, pests here. Some years are worse than others, right? But I'm on the edge of a forest, as you can see. Uh, it changes things as opposed to being in a suburb or in an urban setting. Uh, there's a lot of nature here and pests are part of nature, <laughs> right? Um, also, there's, you know, adversities that I have to face. You know, sometimes I get a sore back. Don't want to go gardening. Don't want to get out there. Want to stay in bed, right? Uh, or uh, just under the weather. You know, you get an illness and you got something you got to do in your garden, but you're not feeling so good. What do you do, right? Or uh, your job gets in the way. You know, I mean, the, in an ideal world, uh, if you want to be a successful gardener for me, uh, a number of mornings a week, you should be out in your garden before you leave for work, if you can, or out in your garden when you get home from work, uh, sometime after you get home from work. You know, like a number of, you know, you can't, can't, get, can't have a great garden, especially a large one, without doing anything. Um, and being out there frequently is more important than being out there for long stints of time. When you're out in your garden frequently, you see problems, when they're still minor problems, before they come, become big problems and you can deal with them. Um, but, you know, depending on how demanding your job is, that might be difficult. Um, you've got family obligations. You know, on, on the weekends, we like to have a nice, lazy breakfast, you know, in the morning, making pancakes and, you know, the whole big fry-up type deal, right? Um, that's when I should be out in my garden, <laughs> Saturday morning. I've got all kinds of time, you know, that sort of thing. Um, this morning's a great example. I was supposed to be out shooting this video, um, but, you know, I... I had a really laid back, I watched Star Trek with my son. You know, we had bacon and eggs sort of thing. We watched Star Trek and took it easy. And then I didn't want to, you know, get this whole speech <laughs> talk ready. I was just procrastinating, procrastinating. Procrastination is another major challenge. If you're prone to procrastination, which I am, um, you know, I mean, I was supposed to be out here at 10 o'clock recording this. It seemed like, and now it's like 1230, right? And it seemed like everything was more interesting. <laughs> it's just procrastination. Uh, you know, I was doing a Sudoku. <laughs> Sudoku? 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 I don't know how to pronounce it. Sudoku. Doing a Sudoku, uh, you know, talking to my kid, cleaning the kitchen. You know, that can wait till later. Just, just procrastination, right? Uh, and with a gardener, that can mean I'll do that tomorrow. I'll do that other thing tomorrow. I'll deal with that pest tomorrow. 
and then tomorrow you look at your plants and they're half gone because you didn't deal with your pests yesterday, right? Um, these are all challenges to being a successful gardener and all of them are things I face every year and deal with and sometimes I'm successful in how I deal with them and sometimes I'm not. I guess the main thing is to not, not, not let it get you down when one of those things beats you. <clears throat> now, I think another thing to be, to, 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 another point to make that's important here is when we go back to that original definition, the quality of, or state of being persistent or the act of persisting. Um, I don't know, like, you can't just be a thing. You either are a persistent person or you're not, I suppose. Or perhaps we could look at this on a, on a continuum where a 10 is super persistent and one is you give up at the slightest challenge. Um, you know, maybe most of us are a five along that continuum. I like to look at things on, on continuums, not yes or no, not ones and zeros, but one through 10. You know, most people are a five and some people are a little bit over here. And, you know, there's a lot of things you can look at that, look at that way. And it makes it easier to understand people when you look at things that way, as opposed to just slotting them into is or isn't type categories. Um, so, yes, maybe most of us are fives or sixes or fours on a scale of one to ten. And if we're going to be great gardeners, we should be tens, a ten in persistence. Um, well, it says the quality or state of being persistent or the act of being, the act of persisting, the act of persisting. So I can act like I'm a 10, <laughs> right? That's the important thing. You know, I have a job, I work in a cubicle, and I have to be organized and scheduled and, and you know, almost anal retentive to do my job well. And that is not my, if you, all, all you have to do is look at my desk in my office. And it's just a hot, you don't, you know, when I'm in my office doing videos, you see what's be, behind the, <laughs> you're looking at me from the desk. You don't, can't see the desk, but it's just a hodgepodge of knickknacks and things like that. And I, I'm not a hyper organized, hyper scheduled, hyper super, always on time kind of person. I'm kind of uh, laid back and kind of uh, laissez-faire about a lot of things and, you know, uh, uh, you know, maybe a little bit too easygoing about a lot of things. That's my personality. Um, so for me to be on time, scheduled, organized, I have to act like I'm those things, right? And then on the weekend, I can go back to being this kind of lazy, you know, easygoing, lackadaisical guy, <laughs> okay? And I think that's the important thing to, to lay out here that you don't have to be a persistent person. You don't have to be a 10 on a, on a scale of one to 10. You, you can be a five and just, Act like you're a 10 for an hour a week, you know, or for 15 minutes a day, right? I mean, I work out, I exercise in the morning. I try to exercise five morning, weekday mornings, I exercise in the morning. Um, some weeks I do five days, some weeks I do three, some weeks I do two, okay? Every one of those days, I don't want to do it. I do it because it's good for me and I know I kind of need to for my overall health and for my back and all that sort of stuff and to just keep the reasonably decent physique um, but it's more about health and just being able to do all, I mean, all, all the things I enjoy are physical things I'm in my 50s so I have to keep myself keep it all going right for all of those mornings when I get up and I say okay it's time to work out I'm acting like a person who likes to work out 
you know, I really don't want, I'd rather watch something on TV, I'd rather play a video game or something like that, you know. I'm acting for the 15, 20, 30 minutes it takes to do the exercises. I'm acting like, uh, you know, Rocky Balboa and Rocky 2, 3, or 4 when they're playing the training montage, right? I'm pretending to be that guy, and I'm not that guy. It doesn't matter if the end goal is that I do the exercises, right? It's the same thing for acting persistent. You don't have to be persistent. You just act like you are. You know, that's all it takes. That's the way I look at a lot of things like that. You just have to act like you're this noble person, this great person. Maybe you're not noble. Maybe you're not brave. You have to act brave. <laughs> you know, because people need you to be brave for a certain situation. You know, you're camping with your wife and kids, and there's some noise outside the tent, and... Uh, Everyone's freaked out, including you, but you act like you're not afraid, and you go out and investigate, and then you come back in and say it was nothing and calm everybody down. Um, you're not brave. You act like you're brave. <laughs> right? So I think a lot of things in life are like that. Um, so we think about persistent people. What are their qualities? Right? What, what are the, if I was to be very persistent, what kind of person would I be? Um, I think patience is part of it, right? Because you have to... Everything doesn't, you know, like you have this goal, I want an awesome garden, it's not happening. It takes time, right? So you have to be patient. Even when something doesn't work in a given year, I'll figure that out next year. Next year I'll have a good solution to that, right? It can, sometimes it can take years to figure something out in a particular growing location. You have to be patient. A very big one is resilience. You just need to be resilient. You know, there's all kinds of things that don't go your way. And you just have to accept that that's part of it, right? Just like if you're going fishing, a big part of fishing is catching nothing, right? If, I think anglers are the most resilient people in the world because, I don't know, something like 99% of fishing is catching nothing, right? Waiting for something to happen. And 1% is something happening. Uh, that's, that takes some resilience. I think gardening and fishing, you know, you plant all your seeds and you come back the next day and nothing happens, right? It, you know, it takes like a week for them to germinate and then maybe another week for them to appear. You know, it just it takes a lot of, you know, and a lot of things can go wrong. And it, it takes resilience. You could plant a bunch of stuff and some pest takes it all in one night. Now you got to replant. Or you get a flash frost and it kills everything. You got to replant, right? It's, it's about keeping your optimism and continuing to try despite all those different setbacks. Um, some degree of tenacity facing these sounds, just gathering yourself up and say, okay, I did, I'm just going to do it all over again, you know, like just getting that, you know, getting that in you, being Rocky Balboa sort of thing, getting up again, no matter how many times you get knocked down, um, having some degree of drive, persevering, um, determination, uh, commitment, staying with your goal. So those are the qualities of the persistent, you know, of, of people that are persistent. Um, I can gather myself and say, okay, I need to be like this right now and that's how I get through it. I mean people look at my gardening when people see photos of my garden it's not the greatest garden in the world but to ordinary people they think how on earth do you do this right and I mean if they live with me if they talk to my wife um, they I'm not like the most driven persistent person in the world I'm just not um, I, I find it um, but sometimes I drag myself through it um, but it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how you get there. It matters that you get there, right? Um, so if you can't be any of those things, the things I just listed, patient, resilient, tenacious, right, driven, right? Act like you are. Act like you are when you need to be that. 
and then go back to being whatever you normally are. <laughs> that's, 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 that's how you do it. Those are qualities, personality traits. But there's also actions we can take to be persistent, to be successful in our persistence. And I think this is the most important thing. Like, what do they, what do, they do? What do I do to be successful with all this? What do I try to do? Um, number one is to have very clear goals. You know that every year, and I'm going to probably do this in the next couple of weeks, I have a garden plan. This year will be the 2024 garden plan. Uh, in every garden season, I write down all the things that went wrong, all the ideas I have for the, how I can make things better next year. And I sit down with a big picture of my garden and decide where everything will go and how it will, how it will be organized. And I also decide what I'm going to plant. So I decide what I'm going to plant and where it's going to go. Then I do my seed order with fancy seeds. Um, so that's a big part, having like this, this sort of these goals, this plan, right? That really helps orient me in the spring when everybody's overwhelmed, they don't know what they're going to do. I kind of have it all mapped out and I've already done the mental experiment. And just by doing the thought experiment, I have to do this anyway to figure out what to order because you don't want to order just whatever you see. There's only so much space in your garden. There's only, you know, there's only so much, so many things that make sense to plant in a given space. But by going through the mental exercise of deciding what I want and where it's all going to go, I've already got my mind turning around next year's garden. And I find just that exercise of planning out my garden, it gets me thinking about it all spring long. <laughs> it really gets me into it. It just primes your mind. Um, so that, you know, it uh, gets me kind of psyched up to be this persistent person. Uh, adaptation, okay? That's a big part of it. You know, when things aren't working, you adapt, you change. I mean, for those of you that have been watching my channel for years, You've seen the challenges I've had and things I've given up on and things I've changed. I mean, last year I changed where everything is. Um, and things like the raspberries where I was trying to grow a particular type of raspberry for years. And I just said, the heck with this, I'm gonna grow a different kind of raspberry. I don't think, I don't think this particular type of raspberry is gonna work where I am. But there's another type of raspberry I can grow. I'll grow that one, right? That kind of thing where you just adapt. Okay, I've tried what I want to do. And this, this space is just telling me it's not gonna work. I've tried everything I could think of. So let's try something like that, right? If there's a type of lettuce you really like that just won't grow where you are, grow the next best type of lettuce. You know, there's hundreds of varieties of everything you adapt. Right? If you've got a pest problem, you study that pest to understand what will, uh, what's the best way to mitigate and deal with that pest. And you try those different uh, treatments to deal with the pest and so on and so forth. Adaptation is, you know, that's a great thing. Uh, and a big part of adaptation is learning, right? Learning all the time. This is a great time of year. You know, I think every gardener, especially when you're a new gardener, every, every winter, every Christmas, or, you know, you should ask for a book on gardening once a year from whoever's buying you stuff uh, and read it in the winter, right? Uh, you know, there's a certain number of books, once you've read a lot of them, there's you know, it's, I could say possibly there's not a lot more to learn, I suppose. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't personally gotten there yet. There's still book. I mean, I have guests on the show all the time and I read their books and I always learn something new. Um, I think, you know, like you can only read so many general books about gardening um, and then it becomes uh, an exercise in reading more specific things. At least that's how I found it to be. Um, or if you want to explore a whole new technique of gardening, right? That, that can be worthwhile as well. But um, 
learning is important, or just looking things up online, reading materials from uh, uh, agricultural extensions from good resources. Um, I don't consider, and I've done videos about this, asking questions and having them answered on Facebook learning. I mean, you can learn things that way, but uh, from what I've seen, <laughs> whenever someone asks a question on Facebook, they get a little bit of good advice and a whole lot of bad advice. And how do you know what's the good advice? And then everybody argues over what's, what's the good and what's the bad advice. What a waste of time. <laughs> you know, uh, you know if, 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 uh, if uh, someone's going to post information on an agricultural extension, they have, whatever, they, whatever they're going to write, whatever they're saying, it has to get through the scrutiny of a, like a team of experts sometimes. Um, so at least it's been curated to some extent, uh, as opposed to just being part of some huge argument on social media. I think it's just a colossal waste of time. So learning is important, but uh, where you learn is almost important as uh, the time you spend learning. Um, these different kind of adjustments and resets, right? That's important. Uh, I'm constantly reorganizing my garden. Even this fall, I decided I want to move some things. I, I didn't get to do it before things froze, uh, but I'll have videos on that in March or April or May when everything's thawed out again here. A couple spots to just start working in my garden so it doesn't make sense to and I, and I know why they're not working and it just doesn't make sense to keep persisting <laughs> right in those spots right I mean I'm persisting in trying to grow things in my garden space but if a spot has shade like 80% of the time um, you're wasting you know it's just a waste of energy to use that as a growing space maybe good for mushrooms or something who knows right um, that sort of thing. So you, re, you, know, you, you see something not working year after year after year. You try different ways to get it to work. And if nothing will work there, then you come up with another plan. Like last year when I built that huge new pond. I had a spot in my garden. Things would grow there, but they never grew well. And it was always wet. Always wet. And it, it was kind of had a shade uh, from about 3 o'clock in the afternoon onward all year long. So I thought, this isn't an ideal space for growing things. This is a great place for a pond, <laughs> right in the middle of my garden, you know, shaded a certain portion of every day, and water goes there naturally. So it makes no, it's just a per perfect solution. And then when you've got a pond in your garden, you've got a water source, and it's just easier to water everything, and you can use that water. Um, so yes, resetting, adjusting, very important. Um, also, setting manageable tasks, right? I mean, whether it's a you know, really big task, like building a huge, you know, six foot deep, 12 by six <laughs> feet in diameter pond is a huge goal. Um, but it's just a collection of small tasks, right? You, you don't go out on day one thinking it's gonna be done on day one, it's a set of tasks, right? And that's how, you know, and anything you're gonna do in your garden, instead of, you know, <clears throat> when it's planting season, it's time to start putting things in the ground. I go to my garden on a day after work with a list of things to do. And I always make it a longer list than I think what's possible. So I'll say, okay, I'm gonna plant four things tonight. I'm gonna to plant my beets and my Swiss chard and my lettuce and, uh, and peas, something like that, right? And I'm not gonna get all those things done. <laughs> I'm happy if I just get two of them done, right? So that's the way I look at it. You just, you, you, you have some tasks and, it's got to be manageable. It's got to be doable, and it's no big deal if you don't 
don't accomplish them all, you can do the rest of them the next day. Uh, also important is to build on success, right? Just to remember, you know, think about the things that work. I mean, always plant things, you know, beans are very easy to grow, potatoes are very easy to grow. There's a number of things that are fairly easy to grow. Um, don't, uh, you know, it can be very frustrating to put a lot of energy and time into planting things that are a challenge to grow in your space. For me, here, I find peppers and eggplant a challenge. Um, the last couple of years, I've had more success with um, peppers than previous years, and that's just from, from learning about peppers, finding a variety that works where I am, and just adopting all kinds of strategies to make the most of the sun and the heat I have here. Um, but you have, to, you have to do things as a gardener to stay positive, right? I mean, if every year your garden, there's nothing good coming out of your garden, you're, you're gonna give up. So it's good to plant things. If, you, if there's something you know always grows well for you, where you are, then always plant that. <laughs> Right? You know, I always like to grow like beans really high on a trellis. I like to grow potatoes. I like to grow carrots. Like there's a number of things I just love to grow and they're really easy to grow and I enjoy growing them. Uh, so every year when you look at my kale, I always have lots of kale. I always have Swiss chard, right? Um, so every year I've got this great success, right? There's some big, lush, beautiful things growing in the garden. It feels good to have that stuff happening. I've got perennials are another great one, right? You've got perennials, you get them established. They come back every year. You feel successful, right? Because something's growing, right? You don't feel successful when things fail, right? So I always try to have a critical mass of things in my garden that I know are going to be successful. So when the things that I know might fail, fail, I don't feel so bad about those things. You don't even notice them. You know, often I'll have a whole bed of something fail. And I'll, when I'm thinning things that are being, like I'm thinning out my kale, I'll just pluck out some of the kale that are thin and stick them in the bed where things failed. Then it looks like the bed's a success, right? That's all you got to do, right? <laughs> so you focus on the things that you're successful at. You know, always lean on those things to keep, your, keep yourself positive and optimistic. That enables you to persist from year to year um, and keep working at the goal of having an awesome garden with as little work as possible. Anyway, just some random musings about persistence. I think, I mean, this, I was, you know, I've talked to a lot of people about this, but I think the ability to just stay with the problem is one of the most important things. It, it, you don't have to be the smartest person, you don't have to be the hardest worker, um, you don't have to be the most industrious or the most talented or anything like that. Um, just staying with it, and when things go wrong, you don't let that get you down too much. It's gonna get you down, but don't let it get you down too much, right? Pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and give it another go. And uh, over time, you become a more and more successful gardener, and then people look at you and think, why, why can't I do what that person does, right? and you tell them, that's just persistence. <laughs> Even if you're not a persistent person, just act like you are. <laughs> and maybe, maybe you could fool everyone into thinking you're this great persistent person. I hope you found this interesting. If you did, please like, share, subscribe. Uh, you could download this on my website or wherever you like to download podcasts. Check out my YouTube channel. Check out my Substack page, maritimegardening.substack.com. And until next time, get out there, get at it. Have fun in your garden. Thanks for watching.
Hey, if you want to help support everything I'm doing here, go to Vessies.com to buy whatever you need for your garden this year. Use my coupon code GAVS24. You get free shipping as long as there's a pack of seeds in the order and there's no oversized items in the order. Check out the description box of this video for details. You can buy everything you need from Vessies. They have seeds, fruit bushes and trees, soil amendments, pest solutions, tools, clothing, and lots of other stuff too. So yeah, if you want to help support everything I'm doing here and they sell something you need, buy it from them using my coupon code and happy gardening.